<sighs> you know, I've recently been reminded um, of all of your banter, chit-chat, propaganda, your ranting. Let's go with ranting. Propaganda and titles that I need to work and think about what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I would... Yeah. Your, your, your propaganda slash ranting about the oversaturation, the, the, the onslaught of content from the MCU. Ah, yes, that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm pretty steadfast on that lately. You are, you are. And, and I was, I was thinking about it particularly going into, to, to watching this movie. And... I was maybe, unf like, going into the movie, I was maybe unfairly holding that against it and was also holding against it. Look, I'm not going to, if I were if I were to sit here right now and tell you that I don't like the first Black Panther, then I would be setting myself up for all kinds of hate and ridicule. Um, but I would also be lying. I don't dislike the first Black Panther. Um, I think it's fine. I think it's a perfectly serv serviceable and, and, and good entry in the MCU. But yep. I also I never, I also would in many ways um, sort of equate it to how I feel about Avatar, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's a good movie. It's a fine movie. Um, but I just don't get the craze like i never hype train hyped it yeah i was never like i understood that there was like a bunch of political stuff it was an african-american led mc superhero film and that was a big deal and it dealt with a lot of topics that were important to certain communities and that was a big deal but i i i just never i didn't walk out of it with the same kind of like oh my god this is the most important greatest fantastic amazing thing from the mcu that that a lot of my friends had so i also walked into this movie with that kind of working against it no yeah i i'd say i'm on the exact same page as you yeah with, with yeah. the first movie and with this one yeah yeah it, it didn't, but, um, didn't have a lot of uh goodwill going in we'll yeah say. but hello and welcome hey how you doing to the Movie Men podcast, the B team. That's Carl. This is Brady. And uh, yeah, we're here reviewing Black Panther Two. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Um, it, this should go without saying, but look, we are going to spoil the schism out of this film. Um, so yes, if you have not are. seen it and care about spoilers, then maybe go see it and then come listen. Uh, if you have not seen it and you don't care about spoilers, maybe seek medical and professional help. <laughs> uh, something's wrong with you. I'm just going to come out and say it. You should uh, know if, better. If you have seen it and you're looking for a discussion, uh, you know, you want to hear other people weigh in on it. People who are pretty big comic book slash MCU slash nerdy guys. Um, then I would say you've stumbled into the right place. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So far, uh, we're on the same page. Maybe this will continue. Maybe it will diverge. 
let's get into it. Like, so we'll start with initial impressions. Um, which, if you're new to the show, initial our initial impressions is something we do before we do a review, and it's literally just like a thirty to sixty second. Um, you know, is sort of stating it, it's your opening argument. It's it's sort of stating what is your stance on this film and in this review, uh, and then we'll spend the rest of the, v- the review kind of like unpacking those stances. Um, so like I said, I this is so I did not see the first Black Panther in theaters. It was like the only MCU film that I did not see in theaters. Not because I wasn't interested. It, it, honestly, the first Black Panther, me not seeing it in theaters, was like purely a scheduling issue. Um, mm. After Black Panther showed up in Civil War, I was actually quite interested in the first the first Black Panther movie. Um, I just could not, for whatever reason, I could not get around to going to see it. Um, and so I didn't see it for like a year after it first came out. And when it did come out, I was, or when I did see it, I was like, okay, this is like, you know, like I said, it's, this is, it's fine. It's good. Um, but I think it was overhyped for me and, yeah. and as a result fell flat. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever is the first MCU film that I went to see in the theaters that I wasn't excited for. I wasn't like dreading it, but I just I was I was just completely neutral. I was like, ah, it's a movie I gotta go see for the podcast. But yeah. I wasn't like I didn't have that even Eternals I had like excitement for. Um I was like, oh, this is exciting. Like, what is this gonna be? Um but I think that it placed I think that this interestingly and maybe ironically placed Black Panther in this really unique position. Whereas all these other films, I feel like, you know, quite often lately, especially in phase four of the MCU, I've been going to the theater, high expectations, really excited. And not all of the time, but but a good chunk of the time, unfortunately, I've walked out a little underwhelmed compared to what my hopes and expectations have been. I went into yeah. Black Panther with none of that, which placed it in this unique position where it couldn't really let me down. It was it was either going to be, eh, I wasn't excited for it, and I didn't get anything out of it, or I was going to go into it, I was going to come out of it going, eh, I wasn't excited for it, but that was a lot of fun, and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. And my initial impression is that I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this film... More than I thought I was going to. Um, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the first Black Panther, which is very interesting because obviously Chadwick Boseman unfortunately passed away and is not in this film, so we don't have T'Challa. And spoiler alert, Black Panther doesn't actually show up in this film until the final act. Um, But I enjoyed it much more than I enjoyed the first one, much more than I expected to enjoy it. And although there are, are some things I'll talk about that uh, were issues. Um, Always got some issues. <laughs> I, I, all in all, it's, it, this is going to be, I think, mostly a positive review for me anyway, subjectively. 
Um, so what about you, Carl? What are your initial, you went to go see this movie. What are your initial impressions? Um, so, uh, Black Panther one, I had, like I said, kind of similar opinions probably about it that you did. Um, so going into this one, kind of probably a similar mindset. Um, I have a problem with legacy characters in comics, which doesn't help this film. Uh, I have, Explain what you mean by a legacy character. A legacy character in comics uh, is something that's happened in the last, oh, I don't know, 20 years, last 10, 20 years, where they they take a A-list character like Iron Man and they feel like they've written all the stories or whatever for Iron Man. So they need to create a new character, but Iron Man sells comics. So let's make Iron Man 2.0, but it's a different person. So let's come up with Ironheart. And I have an interesting question for you. I have some, I have issues with, 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 with uh, legacy characters. I don't think they're as, well thought out, well rounded for the, this isn't like written in stone. There are legacy characters that kind of find their own. Um, what would you, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They find their own voice. Yeah. They find their own yeah. personality and persona. I think but you just answered. I, my I feel question. like they're never as usually they're never as interesting as the original. Right. So they always fall flat. So my question was going to be, is like, first of all, I was going to ask, I was going to, I was going to use a character as an example and ask if you considered them a legacy character, but I, I think without a doubt they are. Um, but then I was going to ask, does that mean you think that this character falls flat? Um, but I think you just answered my question in that there are some exceptions and that Terry McGinnis's Batman Beyond is probably one of those exceptions. For yes. You. I would yeah, say okay. the Batman Beyond would be an exception. Um, Miles because also Morales, Bruce, Spider-Man Bruce is still would there. be an exception. Um, so yeah, the there, Miles there are exceptions Morales. that kind of, there are, there are legacy characters that stand head and shoulders above the rest. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, they, I think, most of them kind of suffer from either being in the shadow of the original uh, or just not being because they're trying to make them like the original. They suffer from not having as good a story because you can't give them the, the exact same story. Right. You know, origins like or an origin story is pivotal to a character. Right. And, Iron Man's origin story is hundreds of times more interesting and sure. much more. There's more depth to it than Riri Williams, who's just smart yeah, Riri Williams. built an Iron yeah. Man suit because she saw Iron Man. So, okay. So reeling you back in from this tangent though, what, yeah. what is your, what is your overall opinion? Yay or nay? Is going I, I to be your overall, argument. I, en I enjoyed the film. I thought okay. it was it was a good entry in. Did you have some issues? The the Marvel franchise, 
I don't think it's the worst film ever. It's not a Thor two. It's not Thor Love and Thunder. It's not um, Thor Love and Thunder was such a letdown. Not to get on a, I, a tangent, it was, but like it was a lot of fun. But it was a like up to 90s Ragnarok. action movie fun where yeah. the rest of the Marvel Universe isn't anything like that. So right. I enjoyed it because I love that 90s action feel yeah. to my to films, but it didn't, didn't work for a Marvel film. So overall, it fell flat for me too. But okay. yeah, so it's, it's not the worst film in, in what Marvel has given us. Right. Um, it's probably not the worst film in Phase 4. But oh, definitely it's not, not. It's not. It's not the the best film in Phase Four, and it's definitely not the best up because of that. It's obviously not the best film in the Marvel franchise bookshelf, no. the MCU. So let's uh, we let's continue on talking about Riri Williams. Um, I think that listen. So I I I enjoyed the portrayal of Riri Williams. I thought the actor and like the character was fun. She was entertaining. Um, specifically like even just as her, not when she was in the Ironheart suit. Um, but all kind of like her introduction and her lab and her like, you know, just kind of her quirkiness. Like that was fun. Um, I think that because so for those who don't know, we are getting an Ironheart series coming to Disney plus. Um, so this was kind of their way to introduce her leading up to that series. Um, and I'm hoping that, so like this, at the end of this film, um, at the end of this film, Shuri kind of says like, you know, like can't let you take this armor. Like it's, it's wicked and you know, blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, we got to keep this here. We can't send this home with you. I'm hoping that when the Ironheart series comes, we get, because I have no doubt, like, because we're getting Secret Wars at, at like, sort of the culmination of Phase 6 or whatever yeah. it is, um, like, obviously, Ironheart and all these characters are going to be a part of that, right? She's she's going to play a bigger role at some point. Um, I, I hope that this suit that we saw her in in this film kind of stays in this film is sort of the Mark one that stays here. And that in Ironheart, we're going to see her sort of refine the design and come up with a new suit because you know, it was, it was, first of all, it was cool to see someone in that like black background inside the helmet cam HUD thing again. That was fun. Um, but it's it's just such like I know I know the point was to make the suit look like a heart, but it's so bulky. Yeah, it's just a very bulky suit. Yeah, the comics. Uh, I be- I don't know what her early suits were in the comics, but I know a lot of the imagery that I've seen. It's it's more like a traditional Iron Man suit. Yeah, she's the got the pink and the, it's, the but it's like on the pink and black, chest. right? But yeah, it's <laughs> another you just mentioned another beef I have with this film. And it was that line you just mentioned, like I can't let you go home with this a Wakanda tech. D- 
did they not literally just give Sam, the new Captain America, a whole bunch of a, a whole suit made of Wakanda tech? Well, yeah, okay, like, but listen, there's a big difference. No, 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 though. No, 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 no. The whole reason was they don't want they don't want vibranium leaving the country. They don't want they don't want their tech and their secrets getting out. And you've got two suits. One we can give to this American who's been part of the kind of the 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 army and all that stuff and but we can't give it to this girl. <laughs> Okay, okay, but hang on, hang on, hang on. I, here's the thing, though. Riri Williams, despite the effort that she put in here and how significant of a role that she played in this battle and so on and so forth, Sam has not only been Falcon up until this point, he is now Captain America, and he's an he's an Avenger, and Riri Williams is like again. Despite the role that she's played in this, she's just—I was about to say a dumb teenager, but she's like kind of the antithesis of dumb. But she's a college student. She's not a teenager anymore, unless she went to college early. Okay, well, you know what I mean. She's a, she's essentially a kid. She's a young adult from Chicago. Yeah. Who, aside from the role that she's played in this, they don't know from Which Adam. is major. Well, it is major, <laughs> but it's not like she's not an Avenger. So I, although I do see a hint of hypocrisy here, there is a difference between Sam Wilson yes, and Riri There is Williams. a difference. I still, it, there's, but there's, there's enough similarity that I take issue with the comment. Okay. And that's I think fine. it's ridiculous. <laughs> Regardless, I hope that when time comes for her to <coughs> uh, die coughing, um, I hope that when the time comes that she has her series and we see her fully don the mantle of Ironheart, that that sh- she redesigns this costume. That, oh, absolutely. Th- th- yeah. That they don't somehow just like, you know, they're not shipping it to Chicago from <clears throat> Wakanda. Yeah. And that she redesigns it slimmer and sleeker and in that like pink and black that we know from the comics. And what I want to say is, so when this film ended, I, you know, I had several comments. Brienne hates this. My girlfriend, my girlfriend hates this. We'll get out of seeing a movie that, or or just even sitting on the couch and watching a movie that is a movie that we're going to be reviewing for the podcast. And she'll say, so what'd you think? Or did you like it? Or, you know, what are your thoughts? And she hates this because I always respond with, well, you'll have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Wow, you're a dick. Like, I am a total dick. I stay so <laughs> tight-lipped about it. But um, I've I've come around and I've started giving her, you know, uh, some- Impressions. First Little impressions. nuggets. <laughs> the first impressions. And one of the things that I did say was, I feel like there is some- 
there's an interesting dynamic with introducing Riri Williams in this movie because those that don't and and interestingly, like obviously you were aware of this character at least in some capacity prior to this film. Yeah, I haven't um, read any of her comics, but no, I, I've read synopsis of some storylines that involve sure. her, and uh, she's got some I pretty mean, cool storylines. But they yeah. announced her series like two years ago at the at that shareholders meeting. Yeah, um, but but I walked out of it and I said, like, the most interesting thing to me was I was like, look, I costume aside, suit iron heart suit aside. I enjoyed the character. I thought it was a good setup. It's it it's done its job in piquing my interest and 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 upping my my anticipation for the Ironheart series. But I think an issue that this film has, which is not so much an issue of the film because I like I don't know how else they would have gone about this, but for for people like you and me, we can sit and watch this film and go, okay, here's the introduction of Ironheart. Okay, interesting. This is what they're doing. Um, this is a fun actor. This is this is where they're going to take it. We're aware of the character of Ironheart. For the layman MCU fan, for the average movie-going audience, for the person who doesn't know anything outside of what of what Marvel and Disney and Kevin Feige puts on the screen, they're going to look at this film and go, really? How lazy is that? Yeah. Which again, brings up the the issue of why legacy characters are flawed. It's it, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but I was like, you know, I'm looking at it going like the second Chicago popped up on the screen. I was like hitting Brienne in the arm. Cause I knew what was coming. I was like, oh, Ironheart. <laughs> Like, ooh, this is this they're gonna do it. Cause I, I, I heard whisperings. I think I was pretty aware that um that was she was in this film. Solidly confirmed. Like I didn't like most stuff, I tried to stay pretty clean from spoilers and trailers and but even I knew that Riri Williams was gonna be in this film. Yeah. But so role. I was I was I was, you know, I was like, okay, like that's exciting and that's a new character and it's someone for me to look forward to and let's see where this goes. Um, and I have been, if you've been listening to the Movie Man podcast for any amount of time, I have been pretty steadfast in my belief, especially now that we're dealing with the multiverse. Make no mistake. Chris Evans as Steve Rogers will be back. Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark will be back. I don't Are know. Are you when? saying back as in like back in a cameo or back in a full role? I don't know if it'll be a full role. I don't I don't foresee them doing secret wars without them. So I I I, I, I don't know. But I but I think, you know, I think one of the things that's missing from the MCU right now is the is MCU figureheads. Which is what, you know, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers were kind of the glue that held the MCU together up until this point, up until Endgame, and yeah, we haven't had them in Phase 4, and I think that Marvel's well aware that 
that's an issue. Um, so I think they'll be back. I don't think they'll be back permanently. I don't think they'll necessarily be. Look, I've never been a fan of multiverse stuff. I'm taking it sort of in in stride that that's what's happening right now. I think that multiverse is the idea of doing multiverse stuff in in comic books and film. I think it's lazy. I've always thought it was lazy writing because as soon as you have the multiverse, then then there are no consequences. Nothing yeah, matters. Oh, so and so dies. Well, we'll just bring in somebody else. We'll bring yeah. in we'll bring in Tony Stark from another universe. We'll bring in in so and so from another universe. Like it doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore as soon as you have the multiverse. So I'll be glad once we move on from the multiverse. I think they'll be back, and I think that Iron Man. I think that the the dichotomy between Iron Man and Ironheart could be interesting. Um, I am excited for her character, but like I you know, like I said, I walked out of it and I was like, look, I think I think anyone who is wasn't aware of the Ironheart character prior to now um, is just looking at this going, wow. You Iron Man you, knockoff 2.0. Yeah, it's just you're yeah. just gonna give us an Iron Man knockoff because you yeah. don't know what else to do, and you're like you you were stupid yeah. and killed off Iron Man. Yeah. Like, you know, and and I don't listen, I don't think that killing off Iron Man was stupid. I'm not like, oh that you know, that death shouldn't have happened. It was a it was an emotional and it was a monumental ending for a character that we've had for 15 years. Yeah. Right. We often was, forget like good. the MCU's been going on forever. Like it feels yeah. like a blink of an eye in many ways. And the, and in other the, ways, it's hard to remember a time before the MCU. Yeah. With with his passing, the MCU has an opportunity to actually use a really cool Riri Williams Ironheart storyline in which the AI that she has in her suit, well, she she's got a Wakandan AI in her suit for this film, but the AI in her suit is an iron is a Tony Stark AI. Tony Stark yeah. like maps in a, in the comics. There's a huge arc where Tony Stark maps his subconscious or his consciousness and creates an AI. So he, and he dies. Riri Williams becomes the new iron man, Ironheart, And, and Tony Stark essentially mentors her from the grave via this yeah. AI that he created before he passed yeah. on. So th- there's a lot of potential. And and I am maybe foolishly optimistic and hoping that the MCU will will do it justice. Um but but I am optimistic. Yeah. And I you I'll, know I hope the Iron Heart series is fantastic. Yeah. So I, I I'm not excited about the new the Iron Heart show after this. No, I'll be honest. It, it did you I, like, dirty? I don't. I don't. I don't know Ironheart's origins in the comics, so I don't know how accurate it is to this. Yeah, but but I also don't care it, if it's accurate. I I do to a degree, um, but I mean, there there are like going to the screen. Yeah, liberties can be taken. Sure. Yeah, but I, I mean, just Hulk. I just right? find her We've- uninteresting. She's okay. She's a super smart kid that that made a suit. Whoop, whoopee! 
Like here's a what? Here's a question though. Like are compare we, that to Tony Stark's origin, right? Like Tony Stark, right. super smart dude, built an AI. Not Whoopi. He built he or built a, a suit. He built a suit in a cave. You know, like what's that monologue that uh, his his buddy makes at yeah. the end of the first? Tony Stark built, built this, this thing in a, in a cave with spare parts. What's the matter I'm, with you? <laughs> like, like, I'm not Tony Stark. And then there's the whole alcoholism and dealing with PTSD. Yeah. And like Tony Stark so, as a character has layers and and is just, there's a lot to go through and process. And like, he's so, com- there's complexity there. So, but here's Where's the question. the complexity with Riri Williams, especially with this, um, this origin there's there's no here's, complexity here's a question it's flat and, and like i'm, I'm not flat, full, i'm not fully i'm not fully disagreeing but here's a question and it's not just a question for you it's a question i've been pondering for myself is there a possibility like obviously at some point if the mcu is gonna live on and on and on and run for another at least 10 years um which i Maybe foolishly, maybe foolishly, but I hope it does. I hope this thing keeps going because I'm hooked. I'm in and I'm, you know, and, yeah. you know, we don't like things to end. Um, is it possible? Like, at, at if this thing's going to continue, at some point it was always going to have to change, right? Like, in the comics, the lineup of the Avengers changes, right? Things yeah. change over time. Yeah. Change is good. Is it is it possible? And I've been asking myself this as well. Is it possible that after fifteen years, we are as fans of the MCU so reluctant to letting go of that core team, the original team? We're so reluctant to let go of Black Widow. Hawkeye, Captain America, Thor, Tony, and the Hulk. That we are, in turn, kind of doing ourselves dirty, because when the next when the next lineup of Avengers show up, and who knows what that's going to look like. It, you know, it, in theory, it'll be Sam Wilson as Captain America. We'll probably have Shang Chi in there. We'll yeah. have. Um, maybe, uh, maybe Doctor Strange, but, but even Kevin Feige and Benedict Cumberbatch have come out and have said, you know, like Doctor Strange was never, it is, isn't, isn't actually officially in an Avenger, right? Like he's, he's worked alongside the Avengers, but Doctor Strange isn't actually, within the MCU, he's never actually been an Avenger. Yeah. But maybe, maybe he will be at this point. Um. You know, but but you know, maybe we'll see some Eternals characters show up. You know, maybe Ant Man. We don't know if you know. I kind of have a theory that we're going to see some losses in Quantumania. Um, having seen, and we'll talk about this in the news next week. But I I have a theory that um, we're going to see a lot of loss in the new Guardians movie after seeing that new trailer mm. um so, so who knows what that lineup's going to look like but but inarguably 
it is going to look a lot different than what we've seen it look like yeah. up until this point. And, well, and is it so, possible? A question uh, I've been asking myself, is it possible that we are we've grown so attached to the lineup that we know and love that as these new characters are being introduced and times are changing, things are changing, new characters are coming in, old characters are leaving, we're holding them to such a high impossible standard that we are doing both the characters, the story, and ourselves dirty in the process by going, wow, yeah, it's Riri Williams, and she built this suit, and she's pretty cool, but she's no Tony Stark. She's no Iron Man, so she sucks. Well, that, and that's you can't get away from that comparison because she is a legacy character. The, the comparison is going to happen no matter what you do. Yeah, that's fair. Because you've chosen a legacy character. So I, I, so I'll, I agree with you. That most people, a lot of fans are going to like, they really like that. Those, that first, those first couple of um, phases of Marvel were amazing. They were great. And oh, yeah. They, they've they set the bar really high, and that core team is so iconic, and people just want more of it. Agree. I'm fine with, like, okay, those stories, they're done. Yeah. Captain America story done. Iron Man story done. I don't need to see them again on the, on the, on the big screen, unless it's a, like a full MC reboot. Give me, give me characters that haven't made it to the screen yet. Give me B team, C team, C tier heroes, like the guardians of the galaxy. That was kind of a long shot bet. The guardians, at the time of the re first movie release, weren't a big bookseller. They were kind of like the B team, a C team that that showed up in larger story arcs, or it even even if they even did it all. In this phase that we've gone through, we've gotten almost almost not completely, almost exclusively legacy characters. Riri Williams. We got um, um, uh, She-Hulk. She we got uh, the, a new. We got oh, shoot. What's her name? Sister. Um, uh, new Hawk. Shiri. Uh, um, Shiri as the new yeah, Black Panther. New Hawkeye. New New Hawkeye. Uh, uh, we're gonna get um, Ant Man's daughter. Uh, like these are all the same quote unquote, you know, like essentially the same superhero, different person, the legacy characters. For me in this phase, the characters that I'm most excited about are unique characters, unique power sets, unique storylines. Um, Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. Yeah, that, Shang -Chi. that's like the show. The show was a little goofy, but in terms of her character and the story, that's awesome. I'm excited to see more of that. The show is goofy, but I think next to WandaVision, 
Next to WandaVision, I think it's the best MCU show. Like it was the good. Best Disney like, Plus series. It wasn't. We've it wasn't what I was hoping. For. I was probably hoping for something a little more serious. But like her story arc in that throughout that show was great. Um, Shang Chi. That was a phenomenal movie. New character, new power sets, like exploring more of the universe, and. and even yeah. the even the Eternals like, love love them or hate that love or hate yeah. that film. It's like, something new. It's new new stuff, new toys in the sandbox. Like, and that like and that's part of the reason why this this film fell flat. It's like this, and we've talked about this. I think it was in the news. Like they they should have recast Black Panther. The whole dying and uh, this okay uh, but uh it just it didn't really work for me the death in the morning and the i would have rather seen them recast black panther right shuri stays shuri break keep iron heart in the story sure i think the whole story would have worked okay so I, I don't know let's it, move off of iron heart because uh, we've yeah, we've been beat on that her dead first. <laughs> yeah, um, let's talk about. So the film opens. Obviously, the the opener, the intro to this film before the Marvel um, logo plays. We get, and, and I I knew at some point they were going to have to deal with the 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 question. They were going to have to answer the question of where is T'Challa. Yeah. And I didn't know I was surprised. I did. I didn't know that they were going to deal with it right away. That that was they didn't be waste the first time. Thing no, and they, were, they wrote him out so fast. <laughs> I'll be honest. I came. So you're saying it didn't work for you that the death and listen up until this point, like I've talked about it several times on the podcast. I've said they should have recast it. That's that's been my stance. Is that the the actors serve the character, the, the the character in the movies don't serve the actor. Yeah. Right? You recast, you move forward. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And and you honor what the person's done before by by continuing their legacy. Exactly. Having said that, and I, I still believe that, but having said that, this opening sequence didn't succeed but brought me very damn close to tears hmm. just because of the performance just because of shuri's response her 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 frantic dedication yeah. to trying to save her brother yeah the the severity of the situation that's presented to us yeah the um, acting was on point it just that was tough for me yeah, Man, the that whole, opening scene. The story as a whole fell flat for me. Right. And that's fair. I it worked for me and it it to me you know, I saw, you know, whereas like Iron Heart, I'm going to go back to Iron Heart. Iron Riri <laughs> Riri Williams is not taking up the mantle of Iron Man. She's not the new Iron Man. 
she's a painfully similar character. And hopefully they find ways within the MCU to to separate that. Yeah. Um, but she is technically her own character. Um, what's her face is the new Hawkeye. It's just, it's the same mantle, different character. Yeah. It, well, technically, it, you know, Sam Wilson. I think you're. It's the I think you're splitting same. hairs there. <laughs> Like, well, but 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 War, I mean, uh, War Machine's as much Iron Man as Iron Man is War Machine. I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, but but it, but it's a person, it's a human being in a crazy advanced suit of armor. Right. Well, okay. So, well, but well, here's there's the, not a lot of differentiation there. <laughs> so, but I I I was I ended up finding myself being okay with the idea. Of Shuri taking over the mantle, that makes more sense because of the canon that they've uh, of Black Panther being a mantle that's passed from leader to leader, and and simply because I would have taken big issue if right out of the gate she was like, okay, well, you know, we need a new Black Panther, and yeah, I guess that's me, but they didn't. She was so reluctant to take that mantle. Right, yeah. she. The, much the, of this film is about the idea of the Black Panther being, like, her stance through much of this film is that that is archaic and it's old, and we're moving past that. And well, it's her coming to terms with the loss of her brother, that mourning pe- period, and not wanting to let go of him, and and yeah. like, like I said, the, the acting and the writing was was great for it, but I feel like. I don't know. I just, yeah, I didn't, I wanted more Chadwick Boseman, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we all did, but (laughs) when, when ultimately, when even, um, when even Mbaktu is excited, relieved, celebratory about the fact that we have a Black Panther, that is... That's exciting to me. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like that that was that felt good. So that was that was good. Um sort of sort of piggybacking off of that opening scene. I'm gonna jump ahead and talk about the post credit scene. The post credit scene, which isn't actually so there's no like end end of the credit scene, but there is a a mid credit scene. Yeah, we we need to we're gonna get into that later. I think <laughs> you want to wait. We can wait. Let's wait. Yeah. Um. So all this stuff happens. Um. But let's talk about it, the 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 character that fans have been talking about for a long time. We didn't know if he would come, when he would come, but we sure as hell wanted him to come in Namor. Namor. <laughs> Namor. Which. Uh, have you I, ever have you ever heard anybody pronounce it that way before? No, but it was like it was with an accent. It was with his dialect. So I was like, I was, I was just completely. Everybody fine with was it. calling him Namor, though, not Namor. No, no, other people called him Namor. Did they? No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. He was the only person that called himself Namor, and and maybe like the other. Okay. I, I want to say Atlanteans, but I think there was like some legal issues here. And they weren't allowed to call them Atlanteans because what did they end up calling 
the they like made up a home world for him. Um, because in the comics it's Atlantia, right? That he's yeah, that's his thing. He's from Atlantean place of origin, Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, but in this up. they had to change it. Yeah, I'm I've got Wikipedia oh. pulled up too. Um, uh, so Namor. That that doesn't bother me so much. No, it didn't I, bother me at all. It didn't bother me at all. The, the, it just, the, it's the, just a name. Like, it doesn't the matter. The pronunciation thing felt weird for me. Um, and kind of like I I love Avatar: The Last Airbender, the the TV show. It's amazing. Okay. It's a great show that this? treats its audience well. They did a live action of it, and literally everybody's name is pronounced horribly wrong in that did live they, action. Though? Did they no, do a live really. action? <laughs> but they did. Unfortunately, it did happen. And the live action was horrible. And the pronunciations of everybody's name were completely wrong from the TV show. And that, and it's just like, as somebody who loves the show, watching the movie, right. it's super jarring. Yeah. Well, I, so like I, going into yeah. the movie... I can't think of anybody at, or at any other point in time watching other animated movies and stuff like that with Namor in it that somebody called him Namor. Yeah. So well, it, it, but it just, I mean, he, it just how he felt, called himself. It felt, it felt so <laughs> off. I, guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's a small it thing. It's not a huge deal, but like, <sighs> come on guys. Is that yeah. is it really that big of a deal that we can't just call him Namor? <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, don't know. I thought it was just an accent thing. I thought it was like a dialect because everyone else was, calls him Namor. Other than that, the whole Namor, the character, the actor, the origin, the all that stuff, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was really good. Namor uh, felt like a real anti-hero tal- like from Talocon. the comics and stuff like that. Talokan is the name of the kingdom that they yeah came up with for. I thought it was this. I thought it was interesting that the vibrate like they pulled the vibranium into that kind of origin of those that pe- those people. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. It was a little weird. I didn't at one point I was like, okay, I'm watching a movie about a bunch of blue people that take place underwater. Did I <laughs> accidentally buy tickets for Avatar too? <laughs> Uh, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Just uh, just a b- bizarre so, coincidence. No, I, um, I I I liked the the Submariner storyline and yeah, the, Namor the was fantastic in this. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and I like the fact that they didn't kill him. Yep. Right, he lives. We might see more. Yep. Um. So there's that. There's um, oh, what is her name? Hang on, I gotta look this up because I don't want to butcher it. Um, who is the leader of their military group? Name Nakia? head dude. No, the Wakandan one. Riri. No, Riri is Ironheart. No, Riri is yeah. Riri Wilson. No. Koyo. Uh, Akoyo? Is that it? Akoye. Akoye. Yes. Um, her sort of disembowelment. That was... I enjoyed that. Disembowelment? And then she comes back. What? 
What'd you say? You said she got disemboweled? No, disenvowed. She oh, like <laughs> gets removed. No, 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 no. The no. queen the queen telling her to You watched bug her a different off. film than I did. Yeah. Uh <laughs> No, no, she she gets removed. She gets yes. demoted. She gets canned. More, more than demoted, she gets like yeah, re- com- completely removed of all rank and stripped of title and stripped yeah. of her rank. Yeah, and um, and then comes back. Wait, so here's a question. Am, uh, you know, it's arguably you're more fluent with the comics than I am. What is this suit that she's put in? Is that a comic book thing? I don't know. I really don't. That was pretty new to me. It was badass, whatever it was. Yeah, it was pretty cool. There were three of them. But I just don't. I'm Googling it right now. Is there anything in the comics? No. No. But it was cool. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm on board. Like, here's an upgrade. Here's a. Here's essentially a commitment to this character. Right? That we're... If you're going to give her a new suit and you're going to kind of like her, her name didn't change. It wasn't like, oh, okay, here's a new mantle. Um, her name didn't change. It wasn't like, oh, okay, now you're such and such a character. Oh, hang on. Is a former, it looks like she might not even, is she even in the comics? Or is she just a, is a fictional character, blah, blah, blah. First appearance. 1998. Okay, no, no, no. She's in the comics. Um, but yeah, no, I was, uh, I was not familiar with or expecting this outfit. Um, but it worked for me. I, I echoed her sentiments about it looking a little strange. And, you know, not being the the sort of normal cool badass Wakandan thing that we're used to but I you know it worked she owned it yeah I thought it was a interesting a parallel journey to kind of um Riri's where like she's very kind of set in the ancient ways and where Riri oh sorry not Riri she uh uh, sh- Shuri, <laughs> Shuri is more kind of like set in the future, like looking to the future tech, and they kind of have this kind of uh, parallel, like two railroad tracks running up alongside different, different, different rail, like different railroad, uh, not tie, but tr- track, but they cross at some point where Okoyo eventually is like, all right, let's let's try this tech stuff and. Shuri's like, all right, let's let's carry the mantle forward. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the? I was I was not only in a car that I was not ex it, it, a car in a in a movie that I was not expecting to see it. My car. The action shots with. The car, the Cuda, the, the like 1972 Cuda, mm-hmm. Riri's father's car. Yeah. Which interestingly um, is the same car that Tony gifts, gives to Harley in Iron Man 3. The same model, not the, not the same 
It's not like the identical car. Mm-hmm. It's not like same paint job and everything. But I was like, I mean, that is my, my, I don't know. That's my era. My favorite car of all time is the 69 Camaro. And this mm-hmm. in, in year, in build and everything is a very, very similar car. And so not only was I thrilled to see all of like the car chase and action sequences with it, but was broken hearted when it ended up on its roof. I was like, oh, <laughs> like I was, I was, I'm at like, by no means am I a car snob, but it like, yeah, when that happened, I was just like, broke your heart a bit. I, I was like, yeah, I came close to tears yeah. again. And then when it's restored at the end, I was like, oh. But then part of me, the, the like little inkling of car snob that is in me of like late 60s, early 70s American muscle car snob that's in me. Mm-hmm. And, and Shuri's like, oh, I rebuilt it. And I'm like, well, but it's not the same car. No, it is. It's every, every it's like, part. Yeah. Pulled, pulled up from the bottom of the river. <laughs> yeah, but you would have had to have, like, but part of me was, like, I part of the story of this car is that, like, Riri fixed it up with her dad. Yeah. And and now it's not the car that Riri fixed up with her dad. It's the car that Shiri rebuilt after it was, you know. So, I was just, like, a little bit. I was, like, well, yeah, still a badass car, but I maybe some of the, like, specialness of it is, like, has been tainted. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, let's talk about humor. This was a funny movie. It was a funny movie, but it was not. It was not in your face funny. Like there's enough scenes to make you laugh, but it's not a Thor yeah. Ragnarok. It's not a Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. It's not trying to be a comedy. But it yeah, like it a lot maintains of the, that I've, levity that the that the MCU has. I feel like they used Martin Freeman as the butt of most of the jokes again. Like in, in yeah. the first Black Panther, Martin Freeman was essentially the butt of almost every joke. And they kind of leaned on him so, again. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the fact that Everett Ross, Martin Freeman's character, has been revealed as the ex-husband of Val, whatever it is, Lal Fontina, of 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 DeFrost's character, the character yeah. that's been teased to us several times now, like the end of um, the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and where else did she show up? She showed up somewhere uh, else. She showed up at the end of Black Widow. Which did she? Oh, in the post credit scene. Yeah, the post credit scene. Legacy characters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, that for me was, I was blindsided by that. That wasn't something I was expecting. I don't know if it has any real implications moving forward. Like, I don't, I ultimately, I don't know that it matters. If if anything, it just shows the, the kind of the power and cleverness and that, that she has, right? Like, she knew yeah. the whole time, like she planted the beads for Everett Ross to find. She's been listening in on all of his conversations. Well, it just she's, creates a she's fun She's been dynamic. playing him. 
<laughs> like she's yes. she's no fool. She's yeah, a powerful woman. Gets what really, she wants. really interesting to see moving forward. Like, so the only the only upcoming confirmed credit that we have in the MCU for her for Val Valentina Allegra Dalfontine is uh, in 2024 in the Thunderbolts movie. Yeah. Um, but obviously she's going to play a bigger role moving forward. Here's a weird question for you. And maybe this has already been answered and maybe it hasn't. Maybe I'm just being stupid. Everett Ross, Martin Freeman's character. Any relation to Thunderbolt Ross? Same last name. I don't know. Like I I don't even know if he's a comic book pull in. Well, let me, character. Let me up here. Everett Ross, apparently he Everett is. Everett K. Ross. First appearance nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the comics. Um publication history. Fictional character biography, Everett Ross, blah, 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 as a child. I don't see anything about him being the son of... Is it, maybe it's just like... But it, that just seems weird, doesn't it? That he would have Common the same last, last name. name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. World security, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't see anything about him being the son of Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Hmm. That would be interesting, though. Martin Freeman is all of a sudden Harrison Ford's son. For those who don't know, Harrison Ford has been cast to replace Thunderbolt Ross after, um, oh, what is his name? Who's the actor that played Thunderbolt Ross before and has passed away? Um, yeah, I just Googled. Um, uh, Everett Ross related to General Ross, and it says they're not. They're not two characters with the same last name, which is which is odd. For yeah, like come on, Stan. Cannon. What are you doing, <laughs> oh. Stan? <laughs> anyway, yeah, the late great Stan. But I mean, oh, William Hurt. William Hurt was the actor. It was important to me that we paid yeah. him paid him his dues. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was the actor that has played Thunderbolt Ross in Black Window, Black Widow, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, Captain America Civil War. Um, and I think nothing before that except for The Incredible Hulk. Mm. I think. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, do you have any other notes or sh do, sh do we want to go on to the end credit? I want to get to the end credit scene. Listen. Okay. I... The opening of this film got me close to tearing up. I teared up during the post credit scene. I know you said it didn't work for you and that you were let down by it, you felt cheated, so on and so forth. But listen. The post the post credit scene was cool. Uh, like, you know, having gone through the journey of the the TV the yeah. movie presented. She needed she needed to burn was, her garments. Yeah, that was a all that was a really cool kind of capstone for the movie and a yep. cool reveal i i thought yep. that worked for the movie yep yeah but 
What so here's the, here's the interesting thing though. One of the issues I t- I had through this whole film, well, not through the whole film, from the third act, was she just took the mantle of Black Panther to fight um, Namor. Um, sounds wrong saying it. Namor. She fought Namor, people, not Namor. Namor. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> but but the title is is something that's um earned through trial of combat right there's a there's a procedure to follow yeah which which they kind of like the the movie ends and one of the last scenes before our post the credits start rolling and we get our post credit scene is mbaku stepping out and saying sure he's not here i challenge for the title yeah, Does what's that mean up with that? Mbaku's going to be Black Panther moving forward? I was don't my question. think so. Least, is this huge cliffhanger question? I don't think so. Yeah, it is a cliffhanger, obviously, and it's like, meant to be. And and in one-on-one combat, I, I'm sure he could probably hold her own, but against Mbaku, I don't think so. <laughs> Mbaku is a well, big man. Especially sure he is once, not that capable of a fighter. No. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is like part of the procedure is that the power of the Black Panther will be stripped from her. Like it's a, it's a, yeah, it's so, a straight on fist to fist mortal. That, that, yeah. Fight. So that whole thing is like, hmm. I I wonder what they're going to do with the Black Panther mantle moving forward because I hope not. That kid I want- is. The kid is too young to be Black Panther. One, who Shuri? T- no, T'Challa's What's son. Kid? Oh yeah, no, 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 that's not gonna happen, right? So, w- w- essentially, we're left with who's black. The same question that this movie started off posing is who's black? Who's going to be Black Panther now that T'Challa's gone? Yeah, I like Shuri as an option. I hope that Shuri stays. Black Panther. I don't know. I don't want Mbak to Mbaka Mbak. The leader of the gorilla people. <laughs> is I don't know. I, I think that would be cool if he yeah. was. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Shuri, I just like Shuri him as his cool. own character. Mbaku would be cool. They've set it up in my mind that Mbaku is going to be the new Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when, but so this post credit scene, when it was like, okay, this is, this is cool and it's important. Like, um, you know, they're, they're, we're getting to see her burn the garments. It, it, it's kind of closure from the scene that she had with her mother. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then, What's her face? Who was who was who was Tchalla's Chakala Wow, Tchalla's <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, what was uh, what was her name? Ao. No, no, it wasn't Ao. It was. Uh, uh, oh, I closed my IMDb. How stupid am I? Um, yeah, I'm Black at Panther Wakanda Forever. Ramonda. The badass, the badass girl from, yeah. What country was anyway, she hiding we, in? Everybody knows who we're talking about. They've seen yeah. the movie. <laughs> uh, Ramonda. Yeah. 
Um, she brings out her and T'Challa's son. Yeah. And without saying anything, sh- like Shuri, uh, the scene, this post-credit scene was played perfectly because Shuri is processing and she's she's going on such an emotional roller coaster that we're going on with her just by watching it. And I was welling up. I was welling up. I was like, yeah. Shuri is looking at her, her brother, who she has so much love for, who she's mourned the loss of, who she misses dearly. She's looking at his bloodline. His legacy. His, his son, his legacy. Yeah. A, a mini, a mini him. Yeah. And I was welling up. It was, it was a great scene. And then, and then, and I was like, I, I'm like, this scene has wrecked me. And I don't know how much more wrecked I could possibly get. And then, I have a secret. His son reveals that his Wakandan name is T'Challa, that he is Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. And dude, I lost it. It For, for, for a character, Black Panther for T'Challa, who I've been like, yeah, he's a cool character, but I didn't love the first movie. I'm not like a huge Black Panther person. I found myself so emotionally invested and and shook to my core in the most amazingly emotional way. I, I you know, it, listen... It may not be the biggest like <gasps> look what's coming post credit mm-hmm. scene or or oh my gosh what does this mean really post credit scene <laughs> no yeah. but having said that it was impactful it was of all the post credit scenes from all the Marvel movies I've ever seen this was the one that I walked out of going that was perfect. I just because I just it was, had a really interesting thought. Because wait, wait, wait. Because the whole time I'm like, because I, because this post credit scene is followed by the moment that I was waiting for throughout this whole thing. I was like, is it going to happen at the beginning? Is it going to happen right at the beginning of the credits? Is it going to like when is it going to happen? But all of this happens right. The the, the reveal of of T'Challa Junior. And all of this stuff, and then the screen goes black, and it's set in, and the white writing comes up on the screen for our friend Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Like, I was just like, I was a mess, man. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and like, in good. the most surprising way, because again, like I said, these weren't characters that prior to now I was super emotionally invested in. But, yeah. and, and I think for me that was like, you know, like I said, I, I'm giving this film a positive review overall, despite some issues I have. Um, one of them being, and I didn't mention this, but one of them being like, it's, it's about a three hour film. And I don't know particularly what I would have cut. But it feels like it runs a. It, it, at times, it feels like it has a pacing issue. Like it was about twenty minutes longer than I needed it to be. It felt yeah. a little dragged out for me. 
But, and, and having said that, I don't have any suggestions. I don't know what I would have cut. But for a film that I wasn't all that interested in, and a film that I wasn't all that interested in about characters that I wasn't all that interested in, and I certainly wasn't emotionally invested in, this film, I think one of its, its, one of the trophies that it can put up on its wall is that it took a story, it took a group of characters, it took, um, it took a mantle that I ultimately didn't care a whole lot about and made me cry and mm. made me, elevated it in my level of of characters that I care about and and stories that I care about to a whole new level that I wasn't expecting, that I wasn't anticipating. And moving forward, I want to go into all MCU's not care MCU movies not caring. <laughs> because yeah. because it's it can only possibly go up. It yeah. can either meet the expectation I have or it can it can you know, catch me off guard and, and take me by surprise. Take you What's your theory, ride. though? I'm so curious. What's my what? Oh, the theory. You said you, um, said you have an interesting theory. You, as you were talking there, we were talking about the end credit scene. Um, it just kind of hit me as an interesting kind of thought experiment as to what one of – they said – she said that her and T'Challa talked and they decided to raise him – outside of Wakanda and it just struck Give him me. a normal life. It just, well, it struck me that they, that's the re reason she said, but it struck me that like T'Challa is a smart dude. It struck me that just now that maybe another reason he would have had to do that is to give him like a, a quote unquote normal life, not as a prince, but also to see what the real world is like before he goes into this, he, he rules this fantasy up, you know, like kind of, kind of take, taking it back, essentially kind of taking it back to the, the, the antagonist of Wakanda, uh, Black Panther one with, um, uh, um, um, <laughs> Killmonger. And, yeah. and kind of like he grew up outside of Wakanda and he had kind of eyes for the, the, the real world is messy. Wakanda's got it good. And at yeah. the end, Black Panther one ended with Black Panther kind of seeing Killmonger's point of view and opening the borders to, of Wakanda to lend aid to the rest of the world and where it sees fit. Yeah. So kind of raising the sun in the real world to, to kind of give him those eyes and heart for the real world. I don't know. Ultimately, kind of little fan theory there. Ultimately, at the end of the day, he is heir to the throne. Yeah. Right? He is, he is T'Challa's so, heir. It would be, be cool little, little Easter egg fan theory there. Yeah. I got one more thing I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, hit me with it. Right across two, the face. Two more things. Two more hit things. Hit me in the nads with it, the, man. The first is I have another beef with this film. And it, it, I just remembered it while you were talking as well. 
did the swimming, like, did the Atlanteans not feel completely unnatural and out of their element underwater? Because of how, because of what? Because of how easily they moved through the water? No, because of how. It didn't seem like they were swimming? No, because they, because they seemed like human beings trying to swim and live underwater. They didn't seem like human beings who have been living underwater for thousands of, for, for generations and had adapted to it. I mean, it was, it's hard to say. They're they're like breaststroking and barely going anywhere. And it's like. Yeah. The film did try to paint a clear line, like a divider between Namor and the rest of them, right? That they're not, like, not only obviously are they not on the same level power-wise, but that they are but even, in some ways of different origins. Even because Namor, Namor moves through the water. No, he moved through no, the no, water no. Unless he's using those currents that, that even Shuri used, he's swimming awkwardly like everyone else. Well, dude, even fish got to swim, man. It's it just it it bothered me every time I there was an underwater scene. It was just I was like, this doesn't. They don't look like they live here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't relate. It never honestly. My as I was watching it, I was like, dude, he's like. It it was almost the opposite for me. I was like, he's moving through the water too easily. But then I was like, oh well. But he's like, this is his. This is his yeah. thing. This is his world. So yeah, I uh, I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought I, I thought they right, looked though. unnatural. Well, I mean, it looked natural as in they were human beings under the water swimming because they're actors under the water swimming in a pool while this film's being shot. But it, it looked unnatural in that these don't seem like Atlanteans that have been living under the water for hundreds of years and have adapted to it, you know, like I've know. never met one. So in real you know, life, so like I where, don't, I where are their webbed feet and webbed hands and that help them move quicker? You know, <laughs> I don't know. My other second, you're in the second wrong beef. business, man. You got to be in movies. You got to be, you should be an yeah. advisor. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody hire me. <laughs> Disney, like hit me up. I got great ideas. <laughs> anyway, my second thing. And, this one was it, it's it's not a game breaker it, but I felt cheated. So we got it we got a mid credit scene with that that we've already talked about. But there is no post credit scene. I sat through all the credits yeah. and the lights came on and I was like what the hell? And so, I turned around and there's one other couple sitting behind me and they're, they give me the same look I have on my face. They're like, I don't know, man. And I'm like, well, I feel cheated. And the guy's like, yeah, they've, so, they've led us to believe that there should be something at the end of the credits and we didn't get it. So <laughs> I, <just> listen, <laughs> I could have, I felt cheated. <laughs> I knew that there wasn't going to be any more than the mid credit scene because it was, it was almost going to be a news story that you and I talked about, but then I figured, ah, it's not actually newsworthy. Like, I don't know if it's a big enough deal. Um, so I, I, you know, admittedly, I could have saved you from the wait. Um, I knew there wasn't, I knew that there was just the mid credit scene going into it. Um, and the director of the film, the makers of the film, um, 
said that the reason why there isn't a little tag at the end setting up something else or doing whatever was because the end of this film is very much a tribute, a signing off, a love letter to Chadwick Boseman, and they wanted to just leave it at that. They didn't want to tack anything else onto the end. It was like, it felt like cracking a joke or throwing something else at the end of a eulogy. And it just didn't, uh. there, there was no way to do that and make it feel right tasteful. That, that, and that, I, that makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I also see your perspective where I have up been until conditioned point, by yeah. Marvel to sit through the, all, the credit, the, the pre-credits, after the film to watch the mid credit scene and to sit through the entire credits to watch it. So when it didn't show up, I felt cheated. <laughs> well, it's your own just, damn fault. It's a, it's a small, it's a very small thing, right? Like I shouldn't, I don't, I, it's, um, it's not something I need. It's, it's not something I'm owed by them, but well, listen, you know, just being because conditioned every night- to sit through, like there was only like, six or seven people in the theater when I watched it. For, so for half of those people to sit through all the credits and go, what happened when it, when it was, <laughs> when it finished was, is yeah, I can't, I can't be, have been the only one to feel cheated. Listen, just because up until this night, every Tuesday has been taco Tuesday doesn't mean that every Tuesday is going to be Taco Tuesday. And if you, you get You tell hurt, that to my daughter. We stopped doing Taco Tuesdays and she almost lost it. <laughs> were you doing Taco Tuesdays? Was that an Yeah, we were thing? doing, we were having tacos for a long time. and Every week? We stopped, Once a week? Yeah. It's actually oh, man, pretty easy to throw throw together. We're not tacos. We do more like burritos. We like the soft shell wraps. Yeah, okay. But so here's a but, question for you. Here's you know, a question. It's just a little I'm, meat, I'm, some, I'm, meat, some meat, a, some salsa, some pepper. It, yeah, but uh, I'm going to call you out here as as your friend, as your as your friend for for like 14 years at this point. I'm going to let, let let's get real. If you're like me, and I know you are, how many tacos do you eat on Taco Tuesdays? Uh, the last couple times we did it, I only had one. Okay, but 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 normally, if you're if you're on your A game and you're eating as much as you want to eat, how many tacos Two? are you eating on Taco Tuesday? These are these aren't like tacos. These are like more like burritos. Okay, so they're like big ass burritos. Yeah, we get they get the big tortilla shell burritos. Right. So you're eating. Shell. So you're eating a lot of taco on Taco There's Tuesday. Quite a bit there. Yeah. 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 And um, how's 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 your belt line looking? As bad as I- mine. Well, my wife's pregnancy, so I'm putting on the sympathy weight. Oh, uh, it's just, yeah, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but either way, if you're like me, doing away with Taco Tuesday is not the worst idea in the world. <laughs> yeah. We stopped doing regular pizza nights. We used to make our own pizza, like, all the time. And I'm like, ah. Yeah, we were doing maybe that. Let's, we were doing, maybe we were let's doing switch pizzas to Fridays and veggie Tacos night. Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's switch to veg. Let's have broccoli Mondays. Let's 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 just like yeah. introduce some, you know, maybe some fish. Let's eat fish. Yeah. We're we're eating forward. a lot more fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, sir. Listen, on a scale of zero to ten, how would you rank 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 
however you pronounce that word, how would you rank Black Panther Wakanda Forever? Uh, for me, I think it's going to be a solid 6.5. And huh. not not horrible, not amazing. Above average, five five little, sort of little, being like middle of the road. Meh, yeah, leave it or take bit it. Above average, you know. Like, yep. I wasn't happy with the storyline they chose, but the storyline was well written. The acting was phenomenal. Um, they're dealing with legacy characters, which is troublesome to begin with, in my opinion. So. All that taken into account, they, they did a did a, did a, did a good job. It was good. All right, all right, cool. Yeah. Okay, good night. All right, see you. Okay. <laughs> what good. did you give it? Uh, I give it a seven point five, so a little bit above you. Yeah. Um, but I think again, what nudged it up for me was that it it took characters that I didn't care about and made me care about them. Hmm. Um, you know, which. Uh, is a win any day of the week. Um, so yeah, 7.5. It was, for me, it was better than the first. Um, and maybe not the best entry in, in phase four. Um, but definitely not the worst. Um, and a solid one, one that sets up the universe moving forward, asks some questions, answers some questions, keeps me guessing, keeps me excited, sets up the Ironheart series in a way that I'm I'm skeptical but optimistic. Um, and, I mean, it made me cry. And anytime you make me cry, you get a couple of, a couple of notches, you know, just for that. So, yeah, yeah 7.5 7. all in all. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Well, listen, Wrap thank you up. for listening to this episode. Um, hopefully you enjoyed Black Panther, but listen, this is just what we thought of it. This are this is our our praises and our gripes, but we want to know what you think. Um, and the best way to do that is either reaching out to us um, on Facebook or if you have something to say either about this movie or just, you know, you want to say something to us in general, like, like, screw you guys, or you guys are awesome, or what the hell, why is Carl a part of this co podcast now? Get rid of him. Or <laughs> Carl should replace Brady. This is, you know, like, whatever it is. Um, hit us up at Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we'll reply. No matter what yeah. you send, we'll reply. You might not like our reply. Brady, though. He literally does... 90% of the work. God, Pete and I just show I, up. I am the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, pumping my own tires. Um, yeah, check out our Facebook, Patreon, Instagram pages down below. Our Patreon page is not only a great way to support the show, show us that you love us, keep the lights on, help us pay for all of the costs associated with running a podcast which is actually a lot more than you would think it is. Um, but it's also a great way to get some fun perks. Uh, we drop some every so often. We record video of us doing an episode, and we'll post a video of that um, on our Patreon page. Also, if you're new to or familiar with the Movie Men podcast, uh, one, of the way that we one of the ways that we regularly run our show is by posting options of movies for you to vote on and tell us what it is that we're going to review and watch. We put the power in your hands. And supporting us on Patreon at, at different various tiers is a good way to boost your voting power. 
Make your votes count as more. Carl does it. I do. Carl's Carl's votes are worth more than the average Joe. I which did is it maybe month. like a moral. And it's not just because I'm on the show. Yeah. No, you've been doing that since before you were on. Honestly, when you joined the show, we're like, ah, oh, shit, man, are we going to lose Carl as a Patreon <laughs> supporter? But he's been too dumb to cancel, so we're uh, we're not going to bring it up or mention it to him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, check that out. Also, check out our merch page. It is not too late to add some additional things to your Christmas shopping list. Get some stocking stuffers. Yeah, get some stocking stuffers, man. Or even, you know, maybe in the next couple of days we'll drop Movie Men branded stockings on the, you know, maybe you're looking at your stocking and you're like, man, this thing's old as shit. Need a That'd new one. Cool. That'd be so wicked, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hmm. I'll look into that. Uh, but check out all those things um, and like, comment, and follow us wherever it is that you've happened to stumble upon our our podcast. Positive reviews obviously help us out. Negative reviews obviously do the opposite. But hey, a review is a, view, a review. Um, you know, all Be press honest. is good press or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you didn't like th- if you didn't like this episode for 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 whatever reason, and that reason was Carl, make sure you indicate that in the review. Don't just say, oh, this episode was shit. Say, this episode was shit and Carl sucks sucks monkey butt. Because then, you know, then we'll know that I'm not the problem and that will inflate my ego. And that's ultimately, <laughs> you know, that's all I'll I care quit. about. <laughs> and then Carl will just quit. And then Pete and I will beg him to come back and, you know, the cycle... The circle of life will continue. Uh, but yeah, thank you. And thank you, Carl, for going out and watching. The, I mean, you were going to go see this movie. I was going to go see but, it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Uh, I was going to see it one way or another. Yeah, we got a lot of fun film. things coming up. Uh, this week coming up, Carl and I are going to obviously do our weekly movie news show. Um, but we're also going to talk about two special things. One being the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to finally get around and talk about the much to me, not only somewhat disappointing, but the misguided and didn't understand what it should have been Tales of the Jedi from Star Wars. So there's a little little take. teaser about what I what I think of it. I think it was you, almost you and Pete just dropped uh, your next series too. You guys started uh, Mission Impossible. We just started Mission Impossible. That's up now, yeah, with uh, special guest Zach Dykstra. Or Dykstra? Dykstra. Um, So that was interesting. Yeah, we're going to work towards the upcoming Mission Impossible, uh, whatever it's called, part one. The new one coming out. Can't remember what it's called. But they're doing like a part one, part two thing. Hmm. They're hunger hunger gamesing it. Uh, So we're doing that. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of coverage for the upcoming National Treasure Show, Pete and I. Um, and most importantly, this Sunday, Pete and I are going to rank our top five Christmas movies. So that's something you're not going to want to miss. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Jingle All the Way is not on the list. I don't think it's on either of our lists. It's too bad. I apologize. That's too bad. What about Christmas Apologize Chronicles? I can't. I can't. I can't let all the cats out of the bag, man. All right, I'll have to watch or listen. Yeah. 
Yeah, whatever whatever or, it is you do. Or sit outside the door and put a cup to it. Yeah. Hold hold a glass up to the keyhole and see if it helps. Yeah. If you hear any better. Say something witty to send us off. We just did. I, I that's fair. I can't argue with that. <laughs>